Welcome to Learning How to Fight Spiritual Warfare with Dr. James Turner and Evangelist Josephine Turner. Our world is in big trouble and we are in it up to our souls. Be alert because Satan is not done attacking you yet. We need to learn from God's word how to fight the spiritual war that each of us is engaged in today. So let's join our lesson today. Let's have prayer. Heavenly Father, Almighty God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Thank you, Father, for the privilege. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. We ask that you bless this podcast, Lord, that it might be fruitful. Someone might benefit. We're asking this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask Sister Turner, ask uh, Evangelist Turner, if she would read Matthews 12 and 26, Mark 9, 28 and 29, and John 14 and 12. Amen. Amen. Matthew 12, 26 says, And if Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? Mark 9, 28 through 29, it reads, And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. And John 14 and 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Man. Amen. Praise the Lord. I thank the Lord for those scriptures. Verily I, verily I say unto you, amen. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall also, and greater works than these. It's not that uh, you're going to be healing and casting out and, uh, uh, these kind of works, many of you won't. But you'll be able to do so much more by bringing people in to the glory of God, by witnessing how good God has been. Now, you know, the Lord had less than four years to minister. You Hopefully, you'll have many more. Now, my wife and I have had well over 40 years in the ministry. It gives us a lot of time to work. Hopefully, you'll have even more time. Praise God. Matthews 12 and 26. If Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. Uh, how shall then his kingdom stand? Praise God. But you know what? Not all of the demons or devils that was cast out with Satan is really working for Satan. They, some of them are working on behalf of themselves. But it doesn't make any difference. If they're pulling you away from God, it's wrong. If they're pulling you away from God, it's not like they can't uh, think for themselves or they might not want to be gods. Many of them want to be gods in their own rights. Have you noticed that we have a lot of gods and moon gods, you know, uh, sun gods, gods of thunder, many, many gods. 
This is why you're supposed to be careful in how you pray and whom you pray to, who you open your mind up to. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, have you seen these people that sitting around with their legs crossed and the candles burning and and the, uh, and uh, and incense burning and they humming and moaning and open themselves up like that? That's not good. Uh, they are talking to God, but what God? Are they talking to the creator of all things? The father of Abraham and Jacob? Is he ta- they talking about this God? Or is it the sun God? Is it that God that has pulled themselves away from the, the creator? The one that created the sun? The one that created the moon? We're talking about the creator of all things. Even when you pray to Jesus, you need to make sure that the, that the words that goes out on your behalf in Jesus' name, we're talking about the Son of God. You need to make sure you're talking about the Son of the Creator, Son of God, the one that came and died for the sins that we've committed so that we might be free. You need to make sure who you are talking to. There's a lot of gods out there. Now, so what I did say, Jesus, yeah. But you know what? They got a lot of Jesuses out there too. So you need to talk about what Jesus, what Jesus, what God are you talking to? We're talking about Jesus as the son of God, the son of the creator, the one that came and died for our sins. You need to specify. As I said before, there's a lot of gods out there. There's a lot of people trying to find ways of, uh, of, of getting around serving the, the son of the almighty God. And a lot of them are doing it. Some of them are doing it ignorantly. They think they're doing the right thing. There was a gentleman not too long ago that was one of those people that sit around and, and uh, moan and groan and burn an incense and, and open their mind up, you know, and, you know, you can do that. You can open yourself up to, 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 to let the Spirit of God come in, but you need to make sure we're talking about the right Spirit coming into you. There's other spirits. If you open yourself up and you're not specifying who you're talking to, then any spirit could come in. Any spirit, there's a lot of demonic spirits out there. Stop and think about this. When Satan was casted out, he brought a third of the heavenly host with him. A lot of them followed the devil. A lot of, now we know about those that looked upon women and desired them and had sex with men, with women, and God put them in jail right away. It put them under bondage, under chains, until Later on, until they can be judged. But what about all of the ones that God didn't put in chains? Why did God put those angels, those demons, in chains and not the others? It's because they done the the unforgivable thing. Those angels done a wrong thing greater than any other wrong that the other angels could do. What did they do? They desired women. And they came in as men, transformed themselves, had relationships with with the women, and produced children. 
That is an absolute no-no. That is an absolutely do not touch my children. Do not touch man. Do not touch woman. That is an absolute no-no to God. So he grabbed those angels and he bound them. And they're waiting for the day of judgment. It's been a long time. But Satan is free. And all of the angels, except those that was put into bondage, are free as well. So now when you open yourself up for a spirit to come into you, to give you an enlightenment of life, an enlightenment of something to do, and you're not talking about the creator of all things, the son of the creator of all things. You're not talking about the Holy Spirit, the part of the Trinity. You're opening yourself up to any God. And there's many gods, and they think they're right. A sun god. Now, how can the sun god be greater than, the, than, the, than his creator? How can the moon god be greater than his creator? Some people are saying uh, that Jesus is not the only way. There's another way in. You don't have to go by Jesus. There's another way in. But what did Jesus say? What did the Bible say? What did God say? There will be some that try to come in through the back way. But it won't be fruitful for them. You're going to have to get it right. You're going to have to do it right. You're going to have to do it according to the word of God. Don't try to find the easy way. Now they've got people telling you in these churches today that all you got to do is just believe that Jesus is the Son of God and you already have the Holy Ghost. Not true. You are saved, but you don't have the Holy Ghost. If it doesn't come to you in the way the Bible described that it should come to you, keep praying until it does. Don't give up and say, well, I guess it's not for me. Now, I have to say this, to some of you, it is not for you because you're just not able to grow to the point where God is able to bless you with his precious Holy Spirit that will indwell in you. Everybody is not going to be able to do that. Why am I saying that? It's like your own children. You, you, you may be an intelligent person. And your husband may be an intelligent person. But you may have one or two children that are not so. But it don't mean you love them any less. It doesn't mean you love them any less. It just means that their ability to do what you are doing, they don't have it. So what I'm saying is this. God loves us all, but we're not created equal in abilities. We are created equal in love. Like that child you have, it might have Down syndromes, but you love that child in spite of. God loves you in spite of. All you've got to do is try. You know, God's chosen people. We're talking about the Jews. They were so sinful at one time, and God was so disappointed, and his heart went out. He didn't want to punish them. He didn't want to put them through agony. He didn't want them to become slaves. He didn't want that at all. So he said to them, if you just only say you're wrong, 
if you just repent, ask for forgiveness, and I'll put the hedge back around you. This is like a mother. She loves her child. God is like the greatest mother ever lived. He loved all of his children. But you have certain responsibilities a child has. The child has to want to do it even if he can't do it. The child has to do the best he can to please God. If you're doing your best, now they got some people today, they want to have their cake and eat it too. They're so smart, and they found out the less they know, the less they are accounted for. But don't you know God knows that? He knows you know that you can do better. You can't fool God. He knows which of his kids is retarded and which is not. You can't go by fooling God. I've heard people tell me this. The less I know, the less I'm accounted for. I don't want to hear, don't tell me anything about that. Well, God already knows that you already know. You know, there's some things that we are just born with. There's an abilities that we are just born with. God did, he did, we didn't have to learn it out of the book. We just know. You know, it's like the Indians in the days, they couldn't read or anything, but they knew that there was a strong spirit up there that would protect them, that they're looking on them, and that, that, that they could look to. They didn't have the name. But they knew that was a great spirit. And I'm not talking about Satan. They knew about that too. But they knew that was a great spirit. Amen. Amen. A person who is spiritually blinded in the things of God will not see their right and the need to be delivered. They're just blind. You'd be surprised how many evangelists that's on TV today that's preaching the word are just completely blind. The devil will only let them speak on things that will not hurt them. You know, the devil will, whatever he can do to get you off track, to have you going a direction that you shouldn't go, especially those that are special of God. We say, aren't we all special of God? Yes, we are special of God. God loves us all, but there are some that's more special than others. They are here to do a specific assignment for God. And the devil don't want you to do that. And I'm going to tell you, he's going to watch you 24-7 and try to hinder you. And every time you try to accomplish this purpose, but in Jesus' name, take it to him. Lord, I'm doing everywhere I turn, the devil is always there. That's what Paul was talking about, things that he would like to do and areas that he, he would try to go in and things that he would try to accomplish. Satan was always there. And that's, I think that's a, a real handicap to us believers. I, I've experienced that myself. You know, as a spirit-filled person, I was sent to a church that wasn't spirit-filled. I was sent there to bring them up so that they might become spirit-filled. I'm not saying I would have been able to be effective to all of them, but I'm sure that I would have been able to in, encourage many of them to, put, to, 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 to stand up, realize that they can grow in Christ. 
but the devil met me there. I walked into the church, and I was there over 30 minutes waiting for somebody to open the front door. Nobody never did. So I decided to go to the back because I knew that there was somebody there. And I walked to the back where the kitchen was, and I walked into the kitchen without making much of a sound, but I wasn't trying to sneak up. I was just taking my time walking in. And I looked, and the pastor that was there that was supposed to deliver the word that day, and the deacon was drinking in the back of the church. I mean, strong alcohol, uh, a pint of whiskey. And they actually said to one another, after they were getting high on the whiskey, I heard them. They said, we're going to preach the hell out of them today. Oh, man. It just that hit me right in the face. It was like a punch in the eye, in the nose, in the mouth. I stopped. I couldn't believe what I heard. And I was so discouraged that I left. Now, I'm, didn't I tell you that God sent me there? God sent me there. He gave me a vision of that church. And I followed the, the instructions that God gave me up to that point. And when I saw these ministers in the back talking like that about God's people, putting on them, said they're going to put on a front and we're going to, because they were drinking whiskey, they were going to preach the hell out of them. Oh, that was, it, 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 just, it, just, it just was like a knot rose up in the, stump, in the bottom of my stomach. I was so hurt. And I turned around and I took my family and we left and went to another church. I was wrong. God sent me there. I should have stayed there. The reason that pastor was there that day was because he was there to be paid. They refused to come to, to minister at that church if the church didn't have money to pay them. Well, God knew that wasn't going to be with me. As long as I had gas and a way to get there, the finances, I would pay myself to be there. God knew that. But the devil met me there and let me see what I shouldn't have seen. See what I'm saying? I'm saying that he got so much trickery going for him. And I was so innocent. I really didn't know that Satan worked in that manner. I did not know that he already knew what my assignment was before I knew that he knew where I was going to go and what church I was supposed to uh, uh, attend that day. And I, I, he got all these advantages over us. He had that advantage over me. And I failed my task because I saw sin in the church. And I'm going to tell you something. You're going to find sin everywhere. And I should have been there for those people. I, I regret it today. I'm so sorry. If I repented once, I repented hundreds of times. I'm so sorry that I let God down. But I just wasn't matured enough to take that blow, to take that, that, that what I saw and deal with it. I, I was young in the Lord. I was old in age. Uh, about, that was in my 40s, you know early 40s. I had been saved several years, but I hadn't grown to the fact of really how Satan worked. And you know what? I think that's why God has assigned me to be an evangelist today, because since there, the last 40, 50 years that I've been in the Lord, 
Boy, I've seen a lot. I've experienced a lot. I don't mean because I went to school to get a Ph.D. I'm talking about what God has let me see, what he put me through, what he allowed me to see, how he gave me a chance to deal with these things. So since I made these mistakes, I can come to you and say, don't make the mistake I made. Understand the devil is busy. He desired to corrupt. He desires to get you off track. You don't have to be a, a, a wino or a drunkard or a prostitute or a pimp. You, you don't have, you just get you off track a little bit. I even set up a church in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I did. But I was supposed to be at that other little church there years before. But I didn't stop doing the work of God. I just wasn't in his perfect will. Hello? I said I wasn't in his perfect will. I was supposed to be there for those people because those people needed a born-again Christian, spirit-filled. They needed somebody that could help them grow. If your pastor, <clears throat> excuse me, if your pastor is not spirit-filled, he has not had the experience of the indwelling of the Holy Ghost, you're not going to grow in any, any way. Not there. Because he don't know how to help you come up because he don't have it himself. You understand what I'm saying? You need a pastor that is spirit-filled. Someone that can help you grow. To help you stand against the wiles of the devil. You need a pastor that has experience that will help you. Otherwise, you're going to be slow in your growth. But you can talk to God and ask God, in spite of that pastor, Lord, help me to come up. Help me to grow, Lord. Bless me with the Holy Ghost. Bless me with the experience of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of fire. Lord, help me. But I'm going to tell you something. If you take that back to that pastor that doesn't have it, chances are you're not going to be able to live in that church long. There's many of them I know, and a lot of them are still there. Some of them in, in the Catholic Church as well. It's in Baptist churches, and, and uh, I talked about the Baptist because that's a, that's a church I came up in. But I'm going to tell you something. If you outgrow your pastor, you're going to have problems, see? And most of them are there for the money. But what I tell you this, pray. Look around for a church that is, that, 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 that is spirit-filled, that the, that the Spirit of God goes forward. And, and, and you're not going to be held back. But you can outgrow your pastor. If you can outgrow your pastor and become a Holy Ghost field person, I don't care whether you're Catholic, a Baptist, a Church of God in Christ, Methodist, whatever. You can do it. But you're going to have problems being prepared. But if you really love the Lord, that won't make a difference to you. Be able to stand. This Holy Spirit is there for us. When God came, he says, I'm going to send back a comforter that will lead you and guide you. Amen. And that wasn't just talking about me. He was talking about you as well. And it didn't come easy for me. Either. I had, there were some sacrifices I have to make. It wasn't something that just happened. You got to grow. You got to come up. You got to take off those sins. Things you used to do, you're, you're just not going to be able to do anymore. You shouldn't do anymore. You heard that song? Since I met you, Jesus, my whole life has changed. That is the way all Christian people should be. 
When you come to the Lord, your life has to change. I thank you. Thank you for this day. Ask what you pray for us. And if you will, we could use some financial help. You do. We appreciate it. It's all tax deductible. Ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Learning How to Fight Spiritual Warfare with Dr. James Turner and Evangelist Josephine Turner of First Non-Denominational Church of the Lord Jesus Christ located in Rocharon, Texas, 77583. It is our prayer that you will gain more spiritual knowledge from the Word of God and learn how to stay free from the strongholds of evil that come against you in your life. We welcome your tax-deductible donations sent to First Non-Denominational Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, located at 900 Long Street, Rocharon, Texas, 77583. That's First Non-Denominational Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, located at 900 Long Street, Rocharon, Texas. Our cash app, dollar sign FND Church. Again, cash app, dollar sign FND Church. You can also email Dr. Turner at turnerman at yahoo.com. Turnerman at yahoo.com.